Public service announcement for the Sickos Committee. NC State is going to Winston-Salem, and they're going to win the football game. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Happy Friday. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. As you see the sign, NC State is going to beat Wake Forest on Saturday. It's going to happen. Go ahead and make whatever arrangements you need to make. NC State's going to win this football game. With what we're seeing at the time of this recording, with what we're seeing out of UVA and Louisville, hey, Tony Calandria, I know a place. <laughs> If you can get us two top 15 wins per season, I can guarantee you something good, Mr. Calandria. I can guarantee you something great, if you will. Okay? We've got a slot receiver, too. He's a little taller than Washington. He's a little faster than Washington. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Not saying, but I'm saying, you know. I, I don't want anybody on the team to get caught with tampering, but me? Oh, baby, I'm a temper. I'm a temper. That yeah. Dave Dorn and the coaching staff can't tamper, but uh, we can Get on the phone, baby. Pick up the phone, baby. We know you're home, baby. Pick it up. Pick it up. So, of course, we are here on Fan Friday. We have a ton of comments to sift through. As you might imagine, you probably know what the main topic of discussion will be. But let's get into it without further ado. Our first one here comes from Toast803. They say, I don't see how MJ comes back into the locker room having quit on Peyton Wilson's last few games. While MJ and family may not want to leave, I don't see how tenable it is to jump off the momentum wave he helped build. With the rest of the team pushing forward to the end of the season, this distraction hurts the team. If things go bad, MJ will get the blame. So, yes, I I do agree with this as we sort of poked at on Wednesday and as I continue to chew on this. I also am not really seeing a path for MJ to return to this football team next year. I think MJ and his family have grossly overplayed their hand here the longer i sat on this and you think about the circumstances of the team the record the momentum built the games we have left it leads back to the discussions we had earlier this season about the whole redshirt ordeal to begin with and kenton i believe you had the stance that essentially if you're good enough to play the red shirt itself it shouldn't matter you yeah. burn the red shirt yeah. you, you play the games you get the film you get the mm-hmm. experience. If you're good enough, then you'll make it to the NFL regardless if you use this year to redshirt or not. And so at this point in the season, it very much does feel like he has quit on this football team. And even you heard it from Coach Dorn's comments on Thursday. I think I heard everything I needed to hear from what Coach Dorn had to say. And essentially that they were surprised with MJ's decision and that this had been coming now for a couple weeks, Coach Dorn essentially thought 
that MJ playing these games, winning the games, building momentum, that maybe they would hang up that red shirt discussion and it just, they're going to burn the red shirt and move on forward. So for MJ to then come back and say, actually, coach, I would like to red shirt. It's important to me. It's important to my family. To me, that indicates that there is something else going on here that you want to leave that door open if you do choose to leave. And ultimately, I think all signs point to that's what's going to happen. Here's the thing, right? I want to address this comment, but let me talk about something else first. There was a coach at NC State not too long ago, and I'm not going to say which sport. Tennessee came knocking at his door. (laughs) At least Tennessee was knocking at his door. There was a little bit of flirtation going on there. And then what happened? He just got a contract extension that matched what what the belief was that Tennessee was going to give him. And he turned out to be the winningest coach in NC State football history because we're, of course, talking about Dave Dorn here. During that time, what did everybody say about Coach Dorn? He's terrible. He's mid. Get him out of here. If he don't want to be here, he needs to leave. And da-da-da-da-da, ra-da-ra-da-ra. Listen, winning covers over a multitude of sins, man. Winning covers over a multitude of sins. People can swear up and down, oh, we're done with this team if he comes back, yada, yada, yada. I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar. That I'm not willing to bet my bottom dollar that he comes back. I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar that if he comes back, people will be right behind him like nothing. Especially, speaking of Tennessee, that's the second game of the year next year. If we walk away from Bank of America Stadium with a win in that game against Tennessee, I, come on, this is a thing of the past. Nobody's talking about this. Nobody's mentioning this. Nobody said, oh, he quit on the locker room, whatever the case may be, it's going to be. Wow, that kid's the best thing since sliced bread. Like, and that's that's all there is to it. There's a whole lot that's gonna play out before we get to that, though. I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar. If he decides to come back, you know, we can all make a the biggest stink and fuss and oh my god, this is terrible. Yeah, you know, it'll blow over. Next one here comes from Dennis Esselman. Says MJ is gone. He can't come back. The players who are busting their butts each week and aren't driving around in new trucks. They aren't going to be so understanding of him playing only for himself and not the team. I certainly think there's a point to be made here. A lot of reiteration from the first comment in that there are several guys that have grinded week in and week out, and they're not exactly in a position to do something like this. They don't make the NIL money that MJ Morris does. To an extent, I do feel like some of the guys on this team probably do feel like their quarterback just quit on them. Now, not all of the players. I I do think that there's players on the team that probably sympathize with MJ in some some regard. They probably understand the move that he's making, but I don't know. I I do think that there's somewhat two sides of the fence here, but I am leaning a bit more that, you know, this was the leader of this football team. This was the starting quarterback. What more could you possibly ask for? Like you you're the guy your entire mission of this season in the beginning was to be the guy. You then became the guy. You experienced success as the guy. The team is now building momentum with you as the guy. And then you decided, actually, I'm going to look out for only myself. I'll catch y'all next year. Maybe. I think that's a tough look. I have not heard anybody say the guy that much in one sentence since uh, that spy kids that had Sylvester Stallone in it. But now. I, as much as as much as I would love to say, hey, nobody is gonna want to allow him back, dude. It's that's not the case. That's not the case. And this isn't the MJ Morris thing. This isn't the quarterback thing. This is for anybody, right? Anybody that that did a similar thing or does a similar thing in this situation, in terms of redshirting themselves, you know, that's a that's a tough pill to swallow for a team. But 
again, as a QB one, as if you're a receiver, can you really stay mad at QB one? Can you? If you're a back, can you stay mad at QB one? Go for it. Tell me how that works out for you. If you're on defense, you can try. You can be as mad as you want. Don't touch them in practice or you'll get thrown out. Again, something I've seen with my own eyes. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like, yes, this is a this is a monumentous thing. I don't want anybody to say Ken is underestimating this or he's playing favorites with MJ, so he doesn't want – this is a big deal. This is without a doubt a big deal. But just because it is a big deal, I don't think that this is a world-shattering, no coming back, no, no – I, I just don't believe that. Next one from KZ Shaft. Our passing offense wasn't really the reason we won the last two games. I think rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated at this point. Now, I think this is interesting, and I also think it's true. MJ wasn't exactly lighting the world on fire at the quarterback position, but he was playing good enough. He was fine. We were winning the games with him at the quarterback position. I don't think that MJ was doing anything that Brennan Armstrong can't do. I think... Earlier in the season, Brennan Armstrong was not making the throws. He was not making the reads, but I think he can. I think he has the potential. I think he possesses the capability of doing that. So I don't think MJ possessed anything that Brennan doesn't. And so now you're doing the flip-flop and you're plugging Brennan back into the equation here. I don't see that big of a drop-off, maybe even no drop-off at all. I think that this team... If you rally around each if you rally around Brennan, you continue to put the clamps on teams with the defensive performances that we've been getting of late. And you continue the creativity, the playmaking ability of KC and whoever else would like to step up to the party. I don't think that we're that different of a team making the switch back to Brennan. I hate when y'all make me do this. There are three different types of quarterbacks. Quarterback you win because of, with in spite of. We've talked about this at Nazim on this show. Yep. We know what each of the three mean. MJ was on the lower end of like, you can win with him. He wasn't doing anything to kill you. He wasn't necessarily being great out there either. Armstrong was in solidly in the middle of you win in spite of this man. No, I, I agree with that. You, he was solidly in the middle of that. So pretending now that we did not see what we saw against Louisville, can he do everything that MJ did in terms of throwing the ball? Sure. Can he? Yes. Physically, is he capable? Yes. Will he is an entirely different question. That is the million dollar That's question. An and I, I guess I should I should say this as well. I do think that MJ was placing us in better positions to win. I just think that if MJ wasn't winning the games through the air, Armstrong wasn't either, then I don't think that there's like a massive gap of difference here to me there is a massive gap because there's a massive gap between losing us the game and not killing us like i think that there's a really big gap between those two i think that there's like that moment of what oh y'all almost made me lose my clean rating right here the (laughs) moment the moment at which i'm watching that louisville game saying you threw high to the middle of the field against a single high safety Versus when you had a switch release, fade, and an end. Why? What are you thinking? What are you doing? Moments like that truly have me. And listen, I'm, again, this show is locked on Wolfpack. It's not locked on MJ Morris, and I'm not acting like that. I'm not saying, hey, 
I believe in MJ. I love MJ. He was the greatest thing since life. Again, like I said, he was on the lower end of where you win with him. He was on the lower end of like, yeah, he's doing enough. He's not hurting you. He's not winning your games. He's doing enough. You know, with that being said, yeah, I expect and hope that Brennan is greatly improved than what we saw from what we saw earlier in the year. Um, and, and I'll leave it at that because I, I truly think that like, this is one of those things where, you know, we're coping a little bit. Last one here from Jason NCSU 2007 Armstrong is now set up for a great redemption arc and possible storybook ending. If he can help us reach nine or 10 wins this year. But if we stumble to a six and seven or seven and six record, and we find out MJ's red shirt in order to transfer this scenario will find its place in the NC state stuff pantheon now yes it this is all the drama you could possibly ask for in an nc state football season just got a little bit better so you insert brennan armstrong back into the offense he gets basically his second chance his last chance is he's got only four more games left of his collegiate career here and with still the ability to get to nine or ten wins brennan armstrong as as crazy and as stupid as this year has been, Brennan Armstrong can end up being an NC State legend here. And by legend, I'll say this. I don't mean legend in a sense of like a Phillip Rivers or a Russell Wilson. I mean a legend in a sense like a Ben Finley. Ben Finley is an NC State legend forever because he's a fourth-string quarterback and he beat UNC. If Brennan Armstrong goes on the road and beats Wake Forest and continues that momentum, and leads NC State to 9 or 10 wins, that's an NC State legend. And I can't believe I just said that after everything we watched earlier in this season, but it's true. And on the flip side of that, if we do crash and burn here with three more games left, and then MJ up and leaves, this is an all-time NC State stuff scenario. An all-timer. And we already have too many of those. But if it goes down that way, we will never, ever stop talking about this. Jason, you're not supposed to say stuff like this because jokes are supposed <laughs> to be funny and contain a kernel of truth. It's not supposed to be the whole bag of popcorn of the truth. Yeah, that's what you've gotten wrong here, Jason. But uh, he's right. He's right. I'm with you when you're right. And uh, he's. I'm very much so right there with you, my brother. Up next, we have Kenton's keys for the Wake Forest game after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. That's because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. We're back here now transitioning into Kenton's keys for the Wake Forest matchup. We'll start on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I was told that uh, Brendan Armstrong is a grown behind man. You know what's funny? Who was the first person to say you are grown behind man? Aiden who was White. the first person to say? No, no. Who was the actual first person to say it this year? 
It was me. It was me on this here show when I when people were saying, why would you be okay with MJ making certain mistakes but not Brennan? Because Brennan is a grown behind man. You did say that. That's hilarious. You know what I mean? We know ball here. We know a little bit of ball. But anyway, uh, in all seriousness, if, if you're going to be the grown man, play like a grown man. Play like a poised leader. Play like a veteran. Give me two fitty and two tutties. And one or less interceptions. We're going to add that part on on the back end because I don't want you flinging it around the yard if you're also flinging it to the boys in black. That's nonsense. So we need 250 yards, two touchdowns, and one or less interceptions or turnovers in general because fumbles count too. So, yeah, we're going to throw that in there. A, B, Casey. I know you think of the ABC, but A, B, Casey. You know what that means? Anybody but Casey show up and show out. Please. We're begging you. We're begging you. Somebody. Somebody, can we get a Trent Pinnock show? Can we get a, a, a Juice Marie show? Can we get a, a Julian Gray show? Can we get a Keon Lassane show? Can we get anybody? Anybody? Michael Allen. Hey, how you doing, brother? Kendrick Raphael. Anybody not named KC go over 100 yards and one touchdown. Obviously, Brandon Armstrong is including that because he's a quarterback. So anybody else, please show us something. Number three, keep B.A. clean. Here's the reality, right? Whenever you see a quarterback having problems, okay, one of the best things you can do to alleviate those problems is make sure they got a clean pocket. Yes, Wake Forest has a really good pass rush. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. However, if we can keep that pocket clean and keep Brendan Armstrong upright, I think that he's going to you know, play and respond to this team loving on the way that they have this week. My biggest comment on these is in regards to the first one to Brennan, let it rip, man. You got four games left in your collegiate career. Let it rip. Throw it mm-hmm. like a grown-ass man. This is all no. you got left. For everything that's happened throughout the season, how the beginning of the season went, to MJ coming in, to MJ sitting back down, for Brennan to have a shot to effectively, I guess, redeem himself amongst Wolfpack Nation, I hope he goes out there and just lets it hang. This is the epitome of, like, if you didn't have tomorrow, what would you give today? And I mm-hmm. think you're going to see an inspired Brennan. I hope you see an inspired team behind Brennan. I hope they rally around him because look, whether we like the situation we're in or not, this is what we have for the rest of this season. So we got to go out and make it work. I hope Brennan is in full blown attack mode responsibly. We don't want to sling the ball all over the yard, but sling it, let it rip. Yeah. He's the captain of this pirate ship and he's back on the helm. Throw it like a grown-ass man. Now to flip over to the defensive side of the ball. Listen, Wake Forest this year, we talked about how uncharacteristic they've been. They've been uncharacteristic because they are giving the ball away. Those boys are giving out Christmas presents early, and I need Aiden White. I need Boygan. I need Cissé. I need Battle. I need every single player in this defense, Peyton Wilson, Cleveland, Clark, it don't matter. Save your job. It don't matter. If you're wearing red and white, red, Hitler, it don't matter who y'all. I need y'all to turn Mitch Griffiths into the best secret Santa there ever was. I need y'all to snatch plenty of gifts up off the young man. I need you to, hey, 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 you don't know what to do with that, Mitch. Come on, give it here. Give it here. We know what to do with it. Give it on us. Give it on to the guys in right. That's right. The second key, keep everything in front of you. No plays longer than 40 yards. Make this team beat you every single play. If this team can get five, six yards per play, and they win the game that way, hey, they win the game that way, and I'm okay with that. 
Keep everything in front of you. Don't give up the big play by having your eyes in the wrong place, by having your hat in the wrong place. You know, just just don't do that. Make Mitch beat you. So with that being said, yes, the gap discipline is great and all that, but stop the run. Stop the run. The, the, the rule for us defensive linemen that we learned early is stop the run, then go have some fun, okay? Defense, stop the run, and y'all will have a lot of fun. Mitch will give you the ball. He'll turn it over. You'll get to rush against a terrible offensive line. Have some fun after you stop the run and make Mitch beat you. Less than 100 rushing yards allowed is the key here. As we detailed in our Thursday episode, Mitch Griffiths has seven interceptions, and he's fumbled nine times. That's a lot of turnovers from just one quarterback. And now is about the time of the year where you go to the grocery store and you hear that little bell ringing for the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. NC State will take your donations, Mitch Griffiths. They'll take we them. will take your donations. They'll take them. Yeah, we got the little red bucket with us. We'll take it. We'll take it. So give me that. We will yeah. take each and every turnover we can get. And that is exactly what this defense has been thriving on these past couple of weeks. You have got to find a way to be disruptive and take the turnover when it is offered up to you. Much like we said with Klubnik, we said this with Van Dyke. I'm going to say it with Mitch Griffiths. I don't think that Mitch Griffiths is good enough to beat us, and we have to force that issue. If you make mm-hmm. him beat you, he's not going to do it, and that is what NC State has got to do to win this game. Up next, we're going to round this thing out with our final thoughts and predictions for this Wake Forest game after a quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is Jace Medical. We spend a lot of time talking together on this podcast. We get fired up about the wins, and we certainly get in our feels about the losses. We talk about who starts and who sits, and we're thankful for being able to do that on here. But today, this chat is going to be a little more personal. Whether you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are now covered thanks to Jace Medical. Our partners at Jace Medical provide life-saving antibiotics and a long list of daily medications that can be ordered in a one-year supply. This includes ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, and Rovatio prescriptions. So go online right now to jacemedical.com and receive your 12-month supply on your daily medications. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace, quote, I'm thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to have them. I ordered most of my daily meds with a year-long supply. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I now feel secure. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone, unquote. If you or someone you love would like to have peace of mind by having a year-long supply of any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, medical.com. Closing out our Friday episode here, we're going to get into our final thoughts and predictions for this Wake Forest game. I'm going to start this segment by saying NC State is going to win in Winston-Salem. They're going to beat Wake Forest on Saturday. Remember me saying this. But the details first, NC State plays on the road in Winston-Salem 2 p.m. on the CW Network, a network in which we are undefeated in playing on. NC State is a two-point favorite on the road. Kenton, give me your final thoughts and predictions for this road matchup in Winston. 9-6 to Wake Forest. Our offense is cooked. Well done. Hockey puck. 
you know, steak so tough that if you see somebody eating it, next time you got beef, you're like, I'm going to call them to bite somebody. Yeah, that's that's how done this uh, offense is. Nine and six Wake Forest. As we know, Winston is the house of horrors. It's been mentioned before on here. NC State is one and nine in their last 10 trips. We've had a multitude of great NC State quarterbacks go to Winston and lose. The only one in recent memory is Jacoby Brissett in 2015. Brennan Armstrong now gets his chance. Will he be able to become a Wolfpack legend and go on the road and win in Winston? I don't know. I think Wake is going to be able to disrupt their offense just enough. I think they're going to be able to force some turnovers. I think we might even get lulled to sleep out in Winston with the away crowd. I have Wake Forest over NC State by a score of 20-17. to 17. I like it. This is a must-win for NC State, not just because of the history, not just because of the MJ Morris drama. We're 6-3. and three. This is a winnable game. Virginia Tech is a winnable game. UNC is a winnable game. You could find yourself at nine and three. That's a solid bowl any way you slice it. So there's still so much meat on the bone here, so much more to play for. And you certainly hope the team shows up in Winston ready to roll. A nine and three NC State team is ranked where at the end of the regular season? Probably like 20. Hmm. Interesting. I can see it. I can That'd see be it. the most hilarious 20th ranked team at nine and three ever, though. What do you think? Uh, I think that that's the range about that's just about the range because it's it's the national brand that won't get a ton of votes. And this is, of course, we're talking about the CFP rankings now. So the playoff committee, I mean, thank God Boo is in there. But, you know, even with him being in there, I think we get pushed up to maybe 15 or 17. I don't think we get higher than that, though, with nine wins in the ACC. That'll do it for us here on Friday. As always, thank you all so much for the support, all the comments, the likes. The replies, we had a monster episode on Wednesday, of course, because of MJ Morris. We had a ton of comments in there. We're so thankful for all the support, all the views, all the comments. In terms of the game out in Winston-Salem on Saturday, I will be in the house. If you see me, say hello. I don't bite. I'll be happy to chop it up with you. If you have a tailgate out there, I'd be happy to swing by. Just love interacting with Wolfpack Nation, especially on the road. I love seeing NC State fans uh, on the road for road games, but... Of course, we will also have our post-game live feed. As always, be sure to be on the lookout for our YouTube channel roughly 30 to 45 minutes after the game ends. If you're on Twitter, we always tweet out the link. Be sure to be on the lookout for that. I'll make sure it's very visible so you can find us. Win or lose, we're going to have a whole lot to discuss after this game at Wake Forest on Saturday. Be sure to clock in with us. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.